0: However, we are very resilient as human beings and nothing can not be changed or healed. Like you, if you come into the present moment and come into relationship with your body, the bottom-up processing that we do as practitioners, as somatic and embodiment practitioners, working from the bottom up, up rather than the top down, trying to figure out your story and all of that. It, the research is now clearly showing the bottom-up processing through your body is where it's at and there is nothing like it you it's like hopping on the highway versus the little country roads that will get you there
1: hi welcome to your living body a podcast that centers our inner experience as we navigate the liminal spaces of change i am your host lillian and i invite you to come back to your body I am here to offer conversations and somatic practices that will help you develop a more intimate relationship with yourself and find greater meaning and purpose in your life. Your body has been waiting for you to arrive. Let's dive in. hello all you beautiful people near and far on the other side of the screen welcome back to another episode of your living body i am so jazzed and just ready to be here ready for life spring has sprung in brooklyn new york i hope you're feeling it too wherever you are i literally cannot contain my excitement because today is the day that registration opens for my new workshop that is coming up in may it's called dreaming into being and it is a course for all you creatives out there all you artists you artists but not really used to be artists maybe professional artists anyone out there who wants to tap into their creative spirit to connect back to this sort of vital source of energy from within your body from within yourself your psyche so the workshop is a four-part workshop series um, and it's for folks who are looking to foster their creative energy through waking up their subconscious mind and so really this is a time to just sort of dream marinate experiment play and tend to your own personal creative care practice and creative process. And so I did a beta round back in April and... I mean, I'm literally smiling ear to ear because I feel like it was just the most fun thing I've done in quite some time. So just for context, these sessions are guided somatic movement experiences that will center around certain topics and themes to explore. So session one revolves around incubation, rest, leisure, and idle time session two revolves around inspiration breath spirit and vital energy session three revolves around play choice making and working with cause and effect and the last session session four revolves around co-creation perception and imagination and so each session will start with us coming together in a circle as a group to um, to reflect and talk about these session topics. And then you will be guided into an embodied movement exploration that deepens your felt experience and deepens your own embodied inquiry into these topics. Uh, after some movement time, you will be um, invited to do some journaling, some free writing, um, During the beta round, we experimented with free writing that was timed. So like a really short period of time of writing, you know, get your words out on the page in 30 seconds. And then, you know, longer periods of time where you can do some writing. Um, And then we come together at the end and we discuss and share just what it is that we found within our ourselves within how we felt as we were moving any images that came to us um, any sort of revelations that came to us and just a time where we can exchange ideas and throughout my years of working in this realm of uh, somatic movement I draw upon authentic movement. As you know, if you've been listening to this podcast, I talk a lot about authentic movement. And it's a way, I like to call it like a portal. It's a way into ourselves, into our subconscious mind. When we take a step back and come into our direct and felt experience in our bodies and allow our bodies to move and then Allow ourselves to really participate with choice making through awareness, right? So, becoming aware of ourselves, becoming aware of impulse, and then making that choice, excuse me, and deciding what to do with that choice (laughs) in our bodies in the very moment that it's happening. This has a way where you can tap into a part of yourself, a part of your mind, some people call it the subconscious mind, to really come into an expanded state of perception. And this will lead to more um, options, more opportunities to feel into different ebbs and flows and rhythms and shapes and sounds and textures, different iterations of yourself. So really the whole point is to really get in touch, really get in touch with yourself and notice what happens when you create enough space for you to explore something new and truly it is quite profound what can happen in these spaces um if you've worked with me before you know that i always like to incorporate play and laughter and a sense of humor into these practices um, because there's so much here for us and I find that playfulness and curiosity is a really wonderful tool to be able to use to navigate these inner realms of our experience. Um, sometimes we come up against things that are new to us, things that are surprising to us. Sometimes we come up against some edges. I like to call it like we're coming up against an edge of ourself, right? Um, we might experience some discomfort or some emotions or some fear of the unknown, Um we might experience some memories come back to us um, that we may have suppressed or repressed, and so there is a lot here. It's like it's like a well, right? It's like you're peering inside of yourself, and so um, I do find that one of my intentions as a facilitator is to hold that space and encourage curiosity and playfulness to <laughs> to be our guides, right? To guide us through the depths of ourselves. So that's all I'll say for now. I hope you'll join me. (laughs) Registration is now open um, May 6th through 27th and it runs weekly on Saturdays 12 p.m. in Brooklyn, New York. So Also, you know, I just did that whole description and, you know, if you're not located in Brooklyn, New York, but you're like, oh my God, this sounds so amazing, um, please let me know because I am working on developing an online um, version of this course um, that I hope to be developing and producing in the fall. So let me know if you're interested and I'll add you to like a list, an interest list, and I can just reach back out to you when I've got something, when I've got something for you. Now, all of this feels like a really perfect segue into the episode that I have for you today. I'm here to share with you a conversation that I had with Allie Fisher. And Allie is one of my dear friends and colleagues of mine who has been such a source of support and inspiration for me as I grow into this field of somatic movement education. Allie is a really skilled practitioner in many different ways and different iterations. Her private practice is called biodynamic movement, and she is a, an embodiment coach and works with teenagers and individual adults, as well as groups of people to help them connect to their inner experience in their bodies and connect with their authenticity, their inner self-sovereignty, and really organize themselves around their values and purpose in the world. Her background and her expertise stems from her years of experience as a professional dancer, a body worker, and she holds a master's of somatic movement education and therapy. Knowing Ali both personally and professionally, I can attest to my experience of her as being this really whole integrated and richly delicious person who is really always at the forefront the edge of expanding and extending into new territory both personally and also in the field of somatic movement education and so one of the areas that she really centers her work around is getting interested in how freaking fun embodied living can be and in this episode we talk about embodiment as a way to participate and engage in our lives with creativity with greater purpose greater ease playfulness and alignment We talk about the nervous system and taking action, taking care of ourselves as we take new action in the world. We talk about balancing what is too much and too little. We talk about stress. We talk about range of choice. We talk about self-awareness. And what I really love about this conversation, and I hope you stick around for the whole thing because there are many moments sprinkled throughout this conversation where Allie gives Uh, some tools to work with so I find that not only is this conversation very I think it's interesting (laughs) and inspirational but also like I walked away from this conversation with like a lot of notes in my notebook and and different things and tools to try on as I come out into the world so I want to thank Allie for coming on to the podcast and sharing herself with us I hope you enjoy this episode, and as I always do, I will leave all of the information in the show notes so that you can get in touch with Allie if that's something that you would like to do, and also some information about Dreaming Into Being, a course for creatives that is coming up in May. Okay, goodbye for now. All right, welcome Allie. (laughs) So excited to have this conversation with you today. Um, right before the call, I was expressing to to Allie. Just want to share this with our with our listeners that I just feel like I can finally take a take a seat back and relax because Allie is just one of my dear friends and colleagues. And we've been in relationship and working together for quite some time now. And every single time I come together with Allie, I feel like so enlivened um, by her passion and through her work and all of this resonance between the two of us. So I'm feeling both jazzed and relaxed at the same time, which is like a very beautiful feeling to experience in my body. So with that said, welcome, Allie. Um, Yeah. Thanks for coming on.
0: Mm, Thank you, Lillian. Oh, my goodness. I'm just smiling from ear to ear right now. This is like, it feels like such a long time coming that we will, we're like airing at least one conversation because, because we've had many, right? (laughs) So many, (laughs)
1: so many long conversations on the phone. Um, and I, we started really coming together ritualistically over the pandemic. And I remember this specifically, um, and i had a few a few friends in my life that that reached out i'm so grateful for that said okay i need connection um can we make this happen you know weekly or have some kind of ritual around coming together and you were one of those those friends um that very graciously reached out um and it's we started coming together, I believe, weekly, and you were developing yes. um, your Somatic Cafe work and and all of this stuff, and so many long conversations on the phone and Zoom, just personal processing and processing things with
0: our work. So, um, so yeah. yeah, it was exactly three years ago to this day. I mean, like, you know, around this time, springtime, and I just remember saying, hey, how are you dealing with all this? <laughs> <laughs> I was and like so oh, many no. of us are trying to, to uh, you know, orient to the new reality that was placed upon all of us. So. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah,
1: yeah. And gra- us being in
0: New York City, we were in the, the primo capital of total hysteria. So, yeah,
1: yeah. So thank God for you <laughs> and our and our friendship, and um, so yeah. With that said. I'm curious for you to start just by sharing how you're arriving today um, in your body, in your mind, um, Mm -hmm. into this conversation.
0: Uh, Yeah, so I'm gonna just take a pause because I'm taking, taking all your words in and feeling into my body. And the question that had started percolating for myself last night actually and then I started to really orient around more. So this morning was how, where, I'm sorry, where do I stand from? Not what do I stand for, but where do I stand from? Mm. And that just took me on a total rabbit hole extravaganza. (laughs) And this morning it came in a little it came in pretty crystal clear as to where I stand from and where I sit from, where I walk from. I walk, and I am I'm sorry if this sounds airy fairy for some of you out there. I walk from spirit, feeling inspired and spirited. And I think the big kind of ka chunk for me that I have come into in this last week is, wow, it's a real thing when you're on in your spirit and moving forward into the world and when you are not feeling inspired. It's not like some kind of ghostly spirit moving in and through you. It's literally a feeling of excitement and wonder and curiosity and playfulness as we embark on whatever the world has for us and how we dance with that so um embodiment of where i stand from gets me really going today
1: Mm -hmm. wow yeah beautiful beautiful inspiration coming from spirit um I've been really working with and contemplating doing some work around both inspiration and spirit in, in my work recently. And I just want to share um, that these two words are connected through their through the root meaning of it. Um and that inspiration, it can be translated. One of the translations, the etymology of inspiration is to breathe in, is to take a breath in. And mm-hmm. spirit, one of the root, root meanings of the word spirit is i think spirits i'm gonna butcher this (laughs) i'm not even gonna try but if you look it up the etymology is breath is breath Mm. and so i've been linking these two words and so as you're naming standing from inspiration and and Mm. spirit um there's a real felt connection to our bodies through breath and walking through the world as you name playfulness and curiosity. And so um, I'd love to hear more about how that feels somatically for you in your body. If you can describe that a little bit more.
0: Um, Well, first, I wanted to share that uh, you say sharing those words about inspired being breath and all of that. um, I first had the download of that in my 20s, in my mid 20s. It was part of a phrase that I kind of like honed in on for what pulled me forward into life. And the end of that phrase is I am inspired what um, I'm inspired, the intention to travel inwards, the intention to travel inwards as I travel to wherever I'm actually butchering my own words. I can't remember the exact, but the inwards, the inwards travel, but recently it's also about inwards to go outwards and what the aim and intention is as we travel out. So attention on embodiment and then shaping and forming the intention of what, what is the the actual clay model mastery thing you are making as you, as you shape and weave your life into the world. And, and, you know, so, um, so in, in my body, um, there's a, like, when I am in alignment, I feel this buzziness throughout my entire body. And um, this sense of, um uh, well sometimes it, it, it's it's literally like i am being pushed forward by otherness as i move
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh outwards to my next best in my opinion and what my feeling is is my next best right action for my life mm-hmm. so this is what i do for others is 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 is, is i try to get them to that place in their nervous system where they can deeply relax and then feel into what is that next best action for their lives to live literally an inspired life.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. So what are you, what are, what what kind of facilitation do you offer to others? Like how do you, what are some methods that you use or how do you work with this um, shifting attention inward to get in contact with that inspired action?
0: So the way I know myself in of the world is number first by physicality. The way I came into this world is all I know is that I'm a physical being and how I feel into the world and sense into the world is how I know myself more and how I relate to others. So I've, you know, the the phrase I say is like, what does it take to become a smart human? And my acronym for that is somatic movement, art, like somatic movement, education into art, like living as a smart human, which for me is number one, is how can we, Slow down enough to feel ourselves even more so that we come into that deep felt resonance of being. And then, as one of my teachers has said, um, it is, you know, they'll name him now as Cass, Cass Phelps. He's uh, a continuum teacher, but, you know, in the being, the doing gets done. And this is, um, you know, not, it's counterintuitive for culture you know, general cultural knowledge is they think, oh, in order to get more done, we have to do more. And it's in in my experience, and I'm experiencing it more and more, it's actually the more we can be with ourselves in of itself is the self-valuing act. And then from there, we move into the world. It's not the other way around, which is uh, unfortunately where a lot of people are kind of stuck right now. Mm. Yeah. And can so I help them first through the physical body? They usually come to me and, you know, there's some kind of pain going on. And then they go, oh, wow, you know, this is um, important to me that I'm able to regulate myself in my nervous system. And then it starts to move out into embodiment. And so, first there's the awareness piece. And then you are basically opening up your range of choice of weighing being in the world and and then you 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 have a wider range of choice which is more conscious creative living into your life right so mm. uh awareness first moving into your range of choice and then being able to choose how do you want to participate in your life mm. uh so physical usually first although i do also uh we can do you know, it could be a full talk session. And as far as like just getting someone into a sense of their center and then also articulating what is the, um, what is the challenge for their lives? And then how, and and then how is that, that challenge actually the way for them? Because what is in the way is the way usually. (laughs) 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 um, It is... It kind of goes from there and then we, we so i i help in regards to the physicality and then also the emotional self-regulation and then into the social regulation co-regulation of that and then into choice making for what they want to shape for their lives
1: mm. yeah yeah very clear process I'm, I'm curious to hear you speak a little bit more about um how the nervous system ties into this, um, into how you get people to, you know, relax into themselves. And, um, yeah. And I mean, I know through my experience and working with others that when we start to take new action, that's when we get triggered, (laughs) right. That's when this feeling of, um, sort of regression happens, you know, because we can do all the, all the journaling, all the talking about in our, in therapy, we can do all the meditation, all the yoga in the world. Um, And we think, we think that, you know, we've, we've cleared and we've healed some mental patterns or emotional patterns um, until we start to take new action. And then it's like, (laughs) and then it's like, there's the obstacle. There it is. And And, and it's like, oh, this is the reason why I haven't, you know, like done this for so long because I have to face it.
0: Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, the 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 action taking in of itself is like a lot of feedback and a lot of information for you. And it also sometimes a lot of times doesn't match your imagination of what you thought it might be. Right. So so in the action is actually where the true like, you know, shaping takes place. It's out in the world. It is, you know, the the whole idea of the yogi or the Buddha sitting away from society and becoming enlightened. There is one thing, but actually, in my opinion, the modern day yogi Buddha is actually in the here and now in society and actually taking action in life here today and 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 having to to build that self that resilience to be able to handle what comes your way right right
1: right, yeah and build building that kind of resilience through through our nervous system to be able to kind of work through or expand the areas yeah. that we're still holding on to old patterns of of fear or wound or wounding that keep us yeah.
0: stuck um yeah so back to your question the nervous system i view it as our command tower and that you're always in this kind of a balancing act between what is too much and what is too little. So a certain amount of stress is very good because <laughs> you want to have that, that you know push you know get into the places that are very uncomfortable for you so you can grow. And that that over you know we can be you know you can create all the safety you want. I mean and life is not safe. so I mean (laughs) ultimately you have to figure out for yourself what is it to continue to stay close to yourself as you experience the world and stay relaxed and expanded as you move out into it
1: Mm.
0: then you get you keep on you know kind of expanding and moving the challenge moving the guidepost outward out into life right so Uh, That's where it gets really exciting because you're like, oh, wow, this is a whole new level of myself that I have not contended with yet. And um, this spring for me is actually one of those barriers I'm really opening up to social media. (laughs) Emerging. (laughs) Emerging. Emerging into the great unknown. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What what kind of edges are you coming up against with that, um, whether it's social media or just in general, like where is where is your kind of edge of of growth um, in your work right now?
0: Yeah, so. Um, I've been really good at my in my life in hiding. Uh, dance for me was a great way to hide. And not really show all of me, but yet feel like I'm seen in some capacity. So my edge is actually to really be seen and heard in all ways, not just in movement, but in, in, in mind and in emotion and, um, be prepared for all judgment that comes my way. And I heard, um, I heard uh, a a choreographer, um, he's famous, Terry O'Connor, in in one of the workshops I was in of his like 15 years ago. And he said, you know, the best art is the type of art, like a Velcro wall that you can throw things at and things will stick to. I mean, that's what art is. And the more things that can stick to it, the better the art is, right? And it's kind of like a person's human life. Like if you are willing to be out there and let people stick things and opinions to you and all of that, it's to me, it's like, it's the most courageous act one can do
1: uh,
0: ultimately. But first you have to self-regulate in order to get out there. (laughs) Otherwise you pick up some big ball of a mess because you're going to get thrown around by the currents that be out in in the uh, larger sea, you know?
1: Right, right. Small doses. Is what I always tell.
0: Those, oh, another thing I've been circling around this morning is the micro doses of whatever. I'm. I do have to say, in my decades of life so far, what I have learned is that everything, anything that you want to build, does require micro doses, and that means health. You know, family, relationships, love, career. You know, things don't get Done in a moment's time. It's years of participating with all of it, right? Yeah. And yeah. and choosing what you most value to build. So use your time well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Words of the wise. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Circling back to that. Um I wish I remembered the title of this movie. I don't remember, but I watched it several years ago, many years ago at this point. But there's a quote in it that ta- that says um one of the characters say, "Mind the gap." Mind the gap between fantasy and reality. And I've been using that almost as like this mantra or affirmation because in my experience in my life, I I experienced such a huge gap. Such a huge gap between what i want what i desire uh you know the idea of life rather than the and the actual reality of it and you were speaking to this earlier with the nervous system regulation work that that like when we step into reality it's often different um you know different than what we had imagined it to be i mean maybe that's obvious but the lived experience of that can be quite shocking and jarring and so um so, yeah, so I like my personal practice over the past several years is first just having awareness of that right? awareness that I'm like, oh, I'm totally living in fantasy again, you know, and then just yeah. building that awareness. Yeah. And then back to what you were saying now is like, OK, well, like what is the smallest step that I can take? Like, what can I actually handle? What can what do I feel like I can handle in my body right now to get present with the reality. And if I want something, what is the single next step that I can take? And Mm -hmm. um, I'm still in this process. It's taking some time. I think it's a lifetime practice. I imagine Mm -hmm. it gets easier over time, but I really feel like I'm rewiring something uh, very deep inside of me. It is not habitual for me to, to take you know, to, to be okay with the small step, you know, because Mm -hmm. my dreams and desires, my fantasies, I want what I want right now. And it's, it's much easier to just kind of like live in the imagination of it rather than taking the actual action. So um, I'm inspired to share that through what you're saying.
0: Big things get done in micro doses because it's their, their investments. Everything's an investment. Your attention is your investment. And for the listeners that are listening to this right now, thank you so much for bringing your attention to us right now. Hoping you're following the line of conversation enough that it's keep piquing your curiosity. Um, That is the biggest commodity right now that everyone is vying for is your attention. And if you cannot bring attention to oneself first, well, you literally will be taking, taken, you know, kind of, bits of you sold off at a time and you become objectified, which is what the, you know, the work of embodiment is coming back to the subjective experience because we're basically living in the objectified world right now, right? And um, for me, embodiment is the answer for um, deepening our sense of connection and relationship and sense of responsibility in the world. It is the true political action as we move out into the world and do what we feel called to do and what we value, right? So, as I what what I do is I help people kind of stay on track with tracking their attention to what literally budgeting where your attention is over the course of a week, and then getting really real, like you said, what's fantasy and what's reality? What are you truly valuing in that time? So. Your listeners, your listeners right now can do this this week is just just get really real with how you're spending your time and then put next to it what do you val what's what value does it uphold for you? Even when you're watching TV, uh, brushing your teeth, whatever it is, like get really like just like budgeting your money, you budget your time and and get get very clear about what you are personally valuing and get really real about that. And then from there, that's when we deal with value conflicts and the things that are, you know, we're like, well, why? I thought I valued this, but I'm doing this over here. What is happening? What's going on? And that's where, that's when we start really doing the work of coming close to the nervous system and what it is to um, integrate. Mm. And, and see what it is that you're really focused on learning as a human being.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm getting this image of, of like bridging that gap, right. When there's gaps between what we say we want or what we say we value, and then our actions are speaking differently. And I love, this is amazing homework. I'm like, so excited to do this for myself. Thank you for, for offering this tool for us to do that kind of budgeting. I also am loving this, like, um, value and worth language right invest it you were investing our attention and then like how are we budgeting our attention and budgeting our time right is it actually aligned with the values that you know we say we value now here's another question for you and what you would how you would respond to anyone asking this is um, what if you don't know what you value? Like, what if there's a question of your own values? Like, how do you, how do you find out what your values are? Bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Million dollar question.
0: (laughs) So you look at the now, how are you, what are your current circumstances about? What are you doing? What are you really doing? Look at what you're doing and then ask, what am I valuing here? You have to be diligent enough and in, in getting curious enough in yourself and wanting to know what is really, what's your why? What is driving you forward into this life? And um, so that's what the present moment is for. When you come into to uh, experiencing the now, You are nourishing what it's my acronym for nourishing omnipresent wholeness. You are coming into a sense of, okay, this is my current set of circumstances and current set of circumstances are always the wake of past belief systems. So it's not actually the you, the captain of you looking ahead. It is the you that you thought you were up until this point because we're always growing and evolving into the next thing. I feel like we we are w- literally walking embryos. We're always constantly changing. If you're a healthy human being, you're constantly moving and growing into something new. The moment we have decided something is the way it is about the world and you make a conclusion about anybody or anything or any situation, I call it landing in conclusionville. <laughs> <laughs> that that you're you literally you you start to stagnate and your life starts to stop and you get I mean there's a lot of man I teach some of my children that you know because I I teach at a school q studio lab in queens and um this is one of the big lessons I give to them is that what does it look like when someone's not learning anymore hmm what does that look like if you're going years by year, you know, year after year, and you think you know it all, and you think that you've got this, you've got this piece right? Where could this go possibly? And we'd go into places of like, well, hmm, you could decide that a really interesting and cruel things. You could say, oh, this part of of uh, society isn't as worthy as you know my race or my religion. So you can easily become someone like a Hitler or Stalin, right? So how important is it to stay open and learning and curious about life? This is the juice. And and this is also, uh, this is something I was circling around this morning inside myself too, is it doesn't matter how much like literal, like academia education you have. If you're not asking questions about what it means to be alive and finding your sense of of drive and purpose, you are not getting wiser, you're getting stupider. (laughs) That's that's not a word, but you're getting more stupid, you are. (laughs) So it's just like Forrest Gump says, stupid is as stupid does. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter how many titles you have. If you are not thinking and questioning and really, moving into self as you do life and be life, you're going to arrive in a not so conscious place <laughs> eventually. And again, that comes back to the incremental movements, the micro dosing of living. Right? It's like, what what are you investing in? Are you investing in this whole idea that your whole purpose is to be rich, like a you know, like a millionaire or famous, like? Taylor Swift. Is that your purpose? Really? Okay. (laughs) So now what? Hmm. I just landed a lot of words. I'm going to pause.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was a major mic drop though. Like amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm letting that land inside of, inside of me. And there was a moment there at the very end, I got distracted because you, you mentioned Taylor Swift, like a pop star. And I was like, well, if you asked 12 year old Lillian, what her purpose in life would be, she would absolutely have said a pop star.
0: (laughs) That's what I I get from my 12 year olds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of the 12 year olds, um, and you're working with them and that, like, what an amazing question that you're asking them, what does, what would it look like, um, if a person were to stop learning, um, what are some things that they have shared with you? Or can you, can you share with us some of the, some of the 12 year old wisdom that you have yeah. you, your experience around?
0: Um, yeah, they're like, um, you know, words like, you know, lazy <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> sitting on the couch, like a potato, you know, um, uh, become a jerk, mm. you know, um, what are the things have they said? Oh, um, not fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to play with them. You know, that's a little say stuff like that. You know, I want to play with people that, that have a sense of openness and kindness to them and generosity. Right. Yeah. Um, now of course I'm dealing with personalities within the classroom too, that are already a little bit locked up, which is why I brought the question up for them because they started to sit in back in themselves thinking they know it all which is the age 12 to 13 you move right into that teenage land building that identity starting to pull in the personality and all that but you know some people (laughs) for decades they stay in that teenage land right and they've they've made a lot of assumptions and they never loosen up beyond that so Uh, this is a perfect window for me to mic drop these ideas in them now so that maybe they'll remember these, these ideas 20 years from now.
1: Mm. Yeah. And And um,
0: and Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, I find that, um, and this is the work that you're doing that through questions and through self-inquiry, that's when we can start to unravel the conclusions that we've created for ourselves. And, um, and yeah, so this like cycle of like, learning and then unlearning you know yes it's continuous throughout our lives um because it you know that is an aspect of of our human conditioning too is we we draw conclusions you know and then it's like if but if we don't question the conclusions and they just stay stuck and and stagnant um so it's part of the
0: personality matrix and part of the forming and making of of ourselves in the world it's all very natural the, but the signs and the symptoms of living in and out of flow it's very clear
1: mm-hmm. what
0: starts to happen because the emotional map which they, they're now finding and you know in the research which we've known all along Lillian yeah. is that our emotions are are our map you know it's our EQ our emotional IQ is our IQ and it either moves us uh it's 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 telling us something about the world of what we, where we want to orient to you know what we want to move towards what we want to move from or or any of that right and allowing ourselves to be formed and shaped by our experience of our emotions Mm -hmm. and not letting ourselves be driven by our emotions because our emotions are just energy and motion it's just a way to know the world right and That's what I've been, you know, wrestling with for a few decades is getting the fact that, wow, just because I feel something really isn't, um, the, the full truth of everything that is. So Mm -hmm. it's just one perspective of it. So we do our best, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Growing that, that inner witness takes a lot of time. Um, I know that a a really big aspect of your work and what we've talked about many for over many years, and that you bring into your work is this um, the experience of self sovereignty and also connection to authenticity. Um, And I'm curious to hear, uh, you know, where you're at with these uh, practices or even these words. If you could sort of define these words for
0: us and and how you work with them, so very hard for one to 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 get authentic with the world if you're not authentic with oneself and you know there's layers to this like you can have these moments of authenticity with the information you have so far and then and then if you keep working at the authenticity it even dr- goes deeper with with your level of being able to be with the present moment because in my opinion, in my experience, authenticity comes with the relationship with the present moment. So it's it's not something to do, and it's not some it's not some sort of pre, uh, prescribed way of um, of being. Um, but authenticity is you being able to orient to, again, first your nervous system, being able to calm down and move and relax and let go and let flow move through. Um, so as long as you're, that's why it's so important to do the nervous system work and, you know, whatever it takes either through, you know, talking, engaging with another person that's very centered and present or through also through body work, calming down, like Without that that regulation, that self regulation, you 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 cannot li- you literally cannot get to authentic because you're working from fight, flight, or freeze response, which is very prevalent right now because people are not allowing themselves to consciously rest in their lives, and also working from you know big T trauma to little T trauma because there's you know life is traumatic but there's also very big traumatic events that happen for some folks um however we are very resilient as human beings and nothing can not be changed or healed like you if you come into the present moment and come into relationship with your body the bottom up processing that we do as practitioners as somatic and embodiment practitioners working from the bottom up up rather than the top down trying to figure out your story and all of that it the research is now clearly showing the bottom up processing through your body is where it's at and there is nothing like it you it's like hopping on the highway versus the little country roads that will get you there right Mm yeah (laughs) country road take me home (laughs) and my home but maybe not to the place (laughs) I belong. Oh, by the <laughs> way, my uh my roots are i was originally born in kentucky so sorry occasionally the kentucky come the kentucky girl comes out love it
1: <laughs> love it so much <laughs> yes the the long route versus the the direct route right this embodiment work is the direct direct pathway mm-hmm. it's
0: where it's at there's no other that's yeah. the it, it will light speed 30 years of therapeutic work easily
1: yeah yeah but
0: you have to be engaged with the practitioner that's actually done their work
1: yeah (laughs) yep yep and that's also why it's so important to have skilled practitioners in this field as well you know people who are working within themselves you know practitioners who are continuously healing and working yeah on that level and
0: yeah and committed deeply committed to the the highest good for all really and then back to this idea I wrote in my little description was just you know this idea that it is a moral duty to become happy you know Mm -hmm. this this one question that was posed by some of my students was like well, what's the point of always being doing good action? You know, I, you know, I'm going to go steal or I'm going to, I'm going to, um, you know, do the bad shady thing, you know? Okay. Well, um, is that really for the highest good of all? And if it isn't um, good luck with that, because it will, <laughs> you could try that for a little while, but it's not in, in integrity. It's not in the highest of values uh, from, in my opinion, it's, it's, uh, I mean, you can live by those those creeds and that's your choice to do so. And I think those those people that live by those values have their place as well. That's part of our human existence. Um, but I guess one has to come inside them, come to themselves inside themselves of like where, you know, what what do they feel called to do to pull forward into the world? What do they want? And I think most humans, they want connection love, honesty, truth, Mm -hmm. uh, to feel pleasure, Mm -hmm. uh, to have all their, you know, like their basic needs met. I mean, who doesn't want these things? So if you want those things, how do you not want the highest good for all, you know, because that's where, that's where all these things will be met.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm brought back to, um, to this piece around value as well, you know, that, and the reflection of, of ourselves, right. Myself is also an expression of the larger collective world. So there's this reciprocity. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm working in the realm of, you know, um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bring in this word moral and morality, but it's like, if I'm, if I'm not getting to the root of my own values or what will make me happy, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to be operating from an unconscious place of wounding. And this is what gets projected out into the world. And so, um, yeah, as you're speaking about this moral duty, right. You could, you could say, well, who cares about everyone else? Like, fuck them. The world is so messed up right now. Like people are doing terrible things, but it's like, if I do, you know, if I act out of integrity or outside of my values, like, is that going to make me happy? You know, like I always say like, if we're going to be selfish, then like, then like get really honest about what you want. Right. Do you really want, I don't know. Yeah. Do you really want this thing or like, or like, is it connected to that
0: your values underneath everything? Yeah. Which is why, um, with the work that we're talking about, it it comes first is education. People, a lot of people are just not educated in what it is to, um, you know, think along these lines, but also, um, you know, be a smart human, (laughs) you know? I mean, it's really smart. It's smarter to be connected and be upheld by community rather than be your own island and have a castle in the sky. Mm. It's just smarter. You want, do you want the whole team rooting for you or do you want to, it wanted to be a us versus them, them situation. Right. Mm-hmm. So to me, the basic principle of, of the universe of existence is that we are whole and complete as we are, which le- you know leads me into my whole philosophy of biodynamic movement is, is where, um, where we come into a sense of wholeness and actually start connecting the the um, the dopamines, the dopamine response to feeling whole and connected as you are, and make that your addiction and move out from there. Mm. Versus, I need to go get something and and feed myself from the outside. I need to go get that person or that that money or that job or whatever it is come you know the the place of you you are already whole and complete as you are is is actually in of itself the probably the most potent thing you can do and watch how life unfolds from there mm. if you can really get there so yeah so i've like changed uh, i've been teaching also movement biodynamic movement so i was out of university last week um I've, 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 come up, I've come up with a, a structure for people to move, to move people through, to get them in touch with our body. So I work with five basic levels of physical being, and I take them through these stages and, and these, these, you know, these places of being inside themselves. So, um, so that's really exciting for me. That's an exciting embarkment as I move forward.
1: Yeah. And that actually leads me directly into my next question is, is what is that next frontier for you and your work? Like what's coming up and
0: what are you working with right now? Yeah. So I'm working with how to, you know, bring more circles together of people that want to get present with each other and authentic in the way of speaking, but movement using music dance to, um, to get real with basically kind of opening up a, a party with each other. And and actually you were a part of my event that I threw a couple of years ago called houses now. And it's much of the same thing, you know, um, since then I've been in a lot of circles of conscious dance, like five rhythms and, um, static dance. And there's a, there's a lot of communities in New York city that actually are already doing this. Um, I want to take it to, you know, places like yoga studios, universities, um, uh, gyms. Like I actually think about even like teaching at a gym with this stuff, because I think people are ready for this next level of philosophy of embodiment rather than just thinking of exercise as a means to trim your, you know, shape your body in the way that you want to shape it, um, you know, get physically fit. So, um, yeah uh, so so i i am teaching i'm starting an online free class next week on tuesday evenings um it's going to be every other tuesday and um i call it move your life uh, bio bio move it and move your life and um we're just going to you know we're going to meet greet and dance together and listen to some music and play but it, it's online you know and um yeah, and then I'm also I'm starting a, a seven week program uh, starting April twenty first. Uh, it's called the Biodynamic Way, and it takes people through a lot of the things I we've talked about today. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to bring my work to the world. Really, yeah,
1: amazing, yeah. Yeah, so spreading into different pockets of communities, kind of gathering, gathering through movement. Yeah. And yes, I did have the pleasure to participate in House of Now, which was just like the most fun. It was just the most fun. And I I can't wait to participate again and see how see how that evolves as well. But um, I have very, very fond memories of being in that space, being guided by you and also experiencing live music and other people who are coming together under the same intention and just being free like being free to move in the way that I want to move and then also listening to others and feeling into their energy and so um so yeah so I can I can absolutely attest that um yeah, that your work really enlivens my own felt sense of authenticity and permission to be in my body and express in the way that I need to. So, um, so yeah. And so how can, um, how can people find you if people are interested in participating in your work? How can people find you?
0: So my main platform is just my website. It's biodynamicmovement.com. And, uh, my numbers on there, my email. Uh you, you, you can fill out a contact form to get a hold of me. Um I have recently uh jumped onto Instagram. Um <laughs> but you know, that's a, gonna be a slow going for me. It's not my go-to right now. I'm um still very focused on flushing out the rest of uh, you know, getting getting things launched um in April with that uh with that with the coursework. And um, yeah, so you can you can check me out at the website and I'm also on Facebook under Ali Fisher and um yeah, great. that's that's about it for now. great.
1: yeah, and I'll I'll link all of that in the show notes as well if people want to visit your website and all of these other virtual locations um in wrapping up, is there anything? else that you that's on your heart to share is there anything that you feel like needs to be said in this space Mm. just
0: a, a just thank you to whomever has listened with us and been with us through this whole conversation we really appreciate you and um i'm very excited to get to know more and more people out there and create larger circles that are of like-mindedness. And um, I, I do want to say this movement of embodiment is gaining speed. It is getting bigger and bigger and people are waking up to what this is to um, authentically relate with each other and really let each other be themselves with each other. It's very exciting. I think we really are, I mean, something about the pandemic really shook people up where they had to like reevaluate what they are valuing in their life. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, I feel like there's a big psychic and physical literal opening for a a new world, really. And um, I'm feeling hopeful and inspired for it all. And, and, you know, who, you know we i i do i do believe in you know john lennon's original song imagine all the people you know that we all can come together and understand we are all just humans having a human experience spirits in a human experience too
1: thank you yeah thank you so I, much for this conversation I am moved moved to tears with that last piece and I know I'll be moving with your words as I continue my day. Uh, so I just really want to genuinely share my appreciation to you and what you do, how you how you bring your service, your purpose into the world um mm-hmm. It is felt it's very much felt so thank you.
0: Um, thank you so much for receiving me and having the reciprocity that we have for between the two of us so thank you so much Uh, to many more